Welcome to Thoughtful Bites. Hi, I'm Kerry from Coconut Oil Post. Join me for conversations, tips and tricks and how-tos to live a vibrant life more naturally. Today I'm having a chat with a good friend of mine, Amanda Lister. Amanda is a wife to Simon, a mum to Jordan, Ella and Jackson and loves Jesus. <laughs> um, about mid-2015, Amanda made a radical decision to change her family's dietary guidelines and started implementing a low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet. Today I'm going to find out the nitty-gritty of what brought this change about and how it impacted her family. Amanda, welcome. Thank you, Kerry. Tell me a bit about yourself and your family. Um, so my family, um, we're Kiwis originally, moved to Australia when our eldest son was about seven and our, I was pregnant with our middle child. So my kids are 26, 19 and 17 now. Yeah. And we live here, lived here in Sydney for about 19 years. Beautiful. What, in terms of your diet, mm. what have you traditionally eaten so I kind of, I suppose I always subscribe to the, a little bit of all things in moderation. So, I mean, I, we haven't ever been really big on a lot of processed food and takeaway. Like I would say, I mean, thinking of it in relation to what we do now, yes, it was. But I would say as far as the average diet goes, we were, you know, we were still reasonably big on the sort of meat and free veg kind of diet. That's probably. Yeah. What brought about the change mm. that led you to putting your family onto a LCHF diet? Well, our youngest son, who's 17, is a type 1 diabetic and has been since he was um, about 12. Um, and so I, it actually was through looking at how best to help him be healthy um, that really sort of started the ball rolling um, because as a as a diabetic, you're still told to eat, you know, a substantial amount of carbohydrates. Um, but then obviously that causes you to then need to inject a substantial amount of insulin. Um, and so you're on this roller coaster of highs and lows trying to, you know, meet the carbohydrate you consume with the relevant amount of insulin. There's really no way to calculate that. It's a very rough science. Um, and then the way different foods behave in your body and you know how much physical exercise you're doing, all those things um, are variables as well as obviously growth and growth spurts and hormonal kind of things. There's just, it's just very hard to you know, maintain a stable blood sugar, which obviously has implications you know, into, the, into the future as he grows. Um, as far as the stress that's on, you know, his organs uh, caused. So I really wanted to look at ways that we could help him manage that better. And um, in, in sort of researching that, came across people who are eating no carbohydrates, type 1 diabetics, mm. who are eating no carbohydrates. And one man in particular called Dr. Bernstein, who mm. has written a whole book, The Diabetes Solution. Um, and he has really done the science. And he himself was a diabetic since he was 11 and really had a whole lot of complications, growth issues, whatnot, from unstable blood sugars. And then as he hit his 30s, he started to really try and work it out himself, nut it out. And he managed to, um, 
he he sort of actually went off all carbohydrates and um, realized that it was so much easier to manage his blood sugar. So now at 80, he's completely complication-free mm. um, and has been for decades. He said at a recent school reunion, he was probably the healthiest in the room and half of the class was dead. Um, and probably through their diet, you know, essentially um, because of their diets. Mm. And so um, so the, anyway, he was who really inspired me to want to cut carbohydrates out and help Jackson stabilize be be healthy and grow healthily but stabilize his blood sugars mm, wow so how long do you think you've you researched before you sort of arrived at a decision um do you know i didn't really research long because it's really eager to get his blood sugar stable you know that even the emotional issues of high and low blood sugars mm. you know it's hard enough being a teenager yeah, <laughs> let yeah. alone um dealing with the added um issues of you know diabetes and and that blood sugar roller coaster yeah um so i pretty much we pretty much got into cutting carbs i'm like if this is what it takes to get him stable then we do that and then the research kind of followed yeah <laughs> um because then i obviously it was i wanted them to look at the implications of growth and energy and all those kinds of issues yeah um so i feel like since we've done that it's almost been a full-time job researching <laughs> yeah um you know diet and nutrition and the way that affects our insulin and whatnot yeah yeah when you sat down and told the family Mm. (laughs) um how did they respond (laughs) okay so they didn't think that was the best idea that i've ever had But um, it actually didn't take long to convince them. And so I didn't say, this is what we're going to do forever initially. I said, you know what, for the sake of actually all our health, let's just do the whole quit sugar um, and let's do it properly. Let's give it 10 weeks, no carbohydrates, no sugar, um, and see how we go. To be honest, Jackson is the only one that's maintained a bit of carbohydrate. Yeah. Partly because there are a few things he did, he really loves in his day that he didn't want to give up. And so we've worked around those things because, as I said, he's dealing with a lot. So I felt like that was, yeah. um, you know, I need to be reasonable. He's 17. It's, you know, it's not the age that you tell kids really what they're doing um, without some sort of consultation and compromise. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we did, uh, but otherwise we did go off, like we did the 10 weeks, absolutely no fruit, no carbohydrate, vegetable, you know, higher carb, high carb and nothing yeah. that grew under the ground. Um, and, you know, no sugar, no processed foods, no, all that mm. kind of stuff. So we did it for 10 weeks. So they were actually, um, Jackson was a little bit sort of dubious about it perhaps, whereas Simon and Ella actually were up for the challenge. The rest of the family was like, yeah, I, I can do that. Mm. You know? um, and so they, they quickly came around you know, to the idea. And I think the fact that it was initially 10 weeks, um, although in my mind it always had, it would be longer. Long, <laughs> I knew yeah. that, that was too hard to put it to the family like that. So we did initially the 10 weeks and they went. They were quite happy to try. Mm, mm. Excellent. What, in terms of implementing it, mm-hmm. how long did it take to change over, yeah. get rid of stuff? Yeah. Um, we took... Yeah, that was kind of tricky. It felt, 
you know, when you've always been buying certain things, yeah. it felt really strange to not be buying them. Yeah. And to be honest with you, we, we've been probably about six months going on this quite sort of completely hardcore. I've only just in the last few weeks gotten rid of the last, you know, bits of flour and sugar and stuff, just, just finally threw it all out. Because I realised we're not, we won't You're be not going back. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah. It's it, it. A lot of it's been really hard, to be honest. It's been, you know, when you've got to hit a whole life of doing something a certain way. Um, and as a mother, you've spent, you know, how's my son? Twenty six, twenty seven years, <laughs> you know, cooking, cooking certain meals yeah. and in a certain way. It, it's been, it was difficult, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't an easy transition. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think you're, like, say, week one? Mm. Mm. What sort of issues did you hit? Um, I actually found it exhausting, even just thinking about what to cook. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I'm learn. I've had to learn to cook all over all again. All over again. Yeah. Yeah. All the things, all my go-to's. That you know, I've. Um, obviously meats I'm cooking pretty much in the same way but you know we did have a lot of pasta dishes and a lot of rice dishes um, and then a lot of sweet potato and things like that um, so I've you know when Jackson became diabetic I was very much about finding a low GI kind of food so we were cooking with a lot of those sort of foods um, because I was thinking about stabilizing his blood sugar on a higher carbohydrate um, and so I learned to recook then and you know and now here I am recook re relearning everything again so it was it took yeah it was hard that first week it took a lot of planning yeah 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 and I feel I felt like I was tied to the kitchen yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know that feeling <laughs> yeah so once you sort of got it implemented did you write millions of meal plans and yeah. pantry sort of lists to keep you on track no no I'm just not I'm just I'd love to be one of those people but yeah. I'm just not so um I would just look through books and on Pinterest is such a great resource yeah um and um find things that I, do, I really went out of my way to make things look visually appealing. To, yeah. Obviously, to taste as good as they could and look visually appealing for the family so that they looked at it and wanted yeah. to eat it. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. <laughs> well, particularly Jackson, because he's the one I wanted yes. to win. You impress, know, yeah. he, I wanted to impress him. I wanted him to think, yeah, I could do that. I can do this. Yeah. Um, so, and I knew if I didn't get them in that 10 weeks, the 10 weeks was going to be up and they were going to say, okay, now where's the pasta? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I really went out of my way to find, um, every day I would look and think, um, okay, normally maybe I would be cooking a bolognese, you know, okay, so can I still cook the bolognese, <laughs> but how can I make it, you know, carbohydrate free yeah. um, and, you know, still taste as good and those kinds of things. So it, it, every day I would look, just start it afresh, like yeah. look afresh at what we were going to do. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to be a meal planner. I wish I, I just... Not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. No. no, it's not for everyone. That's right. And the um, challenges in your own bodies, like yeah. in terms of what did you feel physically, mentally, emotionally? Mm. Okay. So personally, I, 
I thought I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, are you supposed to feel this bad? bad. It's like, yeah. really, is this okay? Is this normal? I kept looking online, you know, um, just making sure this is okay. Like I just, uh, we, you know, Simon and I particularly really struggled um, with energy, you know, because I, we're both quite fit and we like to work out and go for runs and, um, and we just felt terrible. Yeah. So low energy, achy. I had a headache for days, you know, initially. Um, and, and just other things. I, um, you know, obviously your, your bowels will be different initially. You're adding a lot more fat and mm. you, you know, you're changing the way your body's digesting everything. Um, and there's just, there were so many things that it, it, it made a difference. It was really hard actually that first, <laughs> the kids, because I was a bit slow with Jackson. And as I said, he still got some carbs in his breakfast and often will have a piece of, um, sourdough with his lunch. Um, so it wasn't, as ex- hasn't been extreme for them, but, um, it was definitely extreme for us yeah. and it wasn't any fun at all. No. <laughs> And did the fun come back? <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, after some people say they get the, that fluey sort of thing for yeah. uh, work five days or something. I think Simon would, and I would have both agreed that we think it was more like a month. Yes. Yeah. It was a long transition. Yeah. Um, but there were little things that were starting to really work that, you know, kind of kept us on track as well like things like energy um like sleep you know tiredness um our hunger level had mm. decreased enormously yeah. um and so those kinds of things even though we were feeling terrible we're thinking wow this is really awesome not to be thinking about food all the time yeah. and not to be wanting to fall asleep every afternoon simon for years has fallen asleep on the sofa in the evening sort of you know 8 30 he's He's already, you know, gone. <laughs> he's yeah. gone. We're both wide awake now until ten thirty at night. You know, yeah. until we actually get into bed and decide to go to sleep. Yeah. We're not falling asleep. Um, yeah. For the first time in my entire life, I don't fantasize about having a nap every afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or wonder how the heck am I going to get through cooking dinner? Tonight? Yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't think that was a possibility. You know, I've taken more iron. I've done. You know, I've done everything that I can possibly do to boost boost my energy Mm. and nothing has worked. And Mm. so even though I was feeling bad, I was starting to feel more awake. And so I could get used to this. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about the um, hunger pangs, I've Mm. read it in so many different places, different people Mm. where they've literally said it's so good yeah. to not be chained yeah. to this hunger cycle yeah, really and i don't think yeah. um i don't think people realize yeah. Yeah. that it's the glucose levels yeah. that are demanding yeah. to be filled up yeah. again that creates they a lot of them just yeah. generally think they've got to feed themselves that's right and it's actually just a program in your yeah. appetite that's and, right well i mean that's the whole thing behind obesity isn't it it's it's you're producing so, because you're eating big amount of carbohydrates. You're producing so much insulin, that's right. and it's just making your body scream, "Feed me, feed yeah. me! I need to be yeah. used up," you know. Yeah. And so then you give it more carbohydrates. It's happy for a little minute, and then it's and then bang, bang, feed me, feed me yeah. again. And it's yeah. a horrible cycle. Yeah, really, really um, brutal cycle. And it's you know you can see 
well, actually, that was another um, another thing that kept us on the path was for Simon. He lost. He just started losing weight. It just started falling off him. off him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was motivating too because he wasn't exercising more and he wasn't hungry. Yeah. Um, he was feeling satiated all day, and yet still the weight was just falling off. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, for him particularly. I lost a bit initially as well, but and then put a little bit back on, and now I just, we both pretty much now just sit at, a, at the same weight. Yeah. 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 So your weight's stable, basically. Weight's stable, it yeah. It doesn't really fluctuate. doesn't, yeah. you know, if we don't exercise, if we do exercise, weight doesn't really change. Yeah. 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 And so what... I know the number one question for so many people is, what did you eat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you replace yeah. or did you try and replace mm. snacks, lunches, mm. desserts, yeah. those sorts of things? What did you give the kids for lunch? Like yeah. Jackson going to school yeah. still is yeah. a big issue yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. So um, one of the, you know, again, and sort of researching how, how fats, you know, how the different um, micronutrients work in our body, um, I was – mindful of that because I wanted everyone to be satiated at a meal um, and we noticed right off the bat that pretty much none of us wanted to snack in the middle um, and so you know that we made I made sure breakfasts were really substantial and had a good amount of fat <laughs> um, a medium amount of protein in them and um, and so we would um, you know I, that kind of eliminated a lot of the snacking in the day um, to the point where now, actually, Simon often says he doesn't really feel like eating lunch. Mm. So he said, if I don't feel like it, I don't, doesn't, I don't eat it. Yeah. So I don't know. He said, I'm sitting most of the day, so it's yeah. not like I'm burning, burning energy. energy yeah, I don't yeah. need to eat um, all day. What what sort of things did you come up with to, to yeah. well, particularly okay, for Jackson so changes, for lunch? Yeah. Like so, taking lunches to work or things like that? Yeah, so the snacks, um, we, you know, we no one in our family is – obviously lactose intolerant so we've we've kept dairy as a big part of yeah. our diet although jackson actually is the one who, who he's not so keen on cheese but he'll eat you know cream and things like that but um so for um yeah so for for lunches generally i try always to make too much dinner yeah so, so that you rely everyone on leftovers. has lunch yeah so yeah. i pretty much rely on leftovers and that is you know, one of the things people often say is it's too expensive to eat like that. And I would completely disagree with that. I, we do spend more money at the supermarket, but we don't eat out and we don't snack when we're out. We, we're not buying things you on, know, the go. on the go. Mm. So I think when you put when you look at your, what you spend on food that way, it actually balances, it out. balances out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're not generally I will try to make way too much dinner. So even if they want that at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, there's still something they can heat up or, you know, salad with um, some sort of protein yeah. that they can throw together. Um, I, you know, I try to set that, set us up for success <laughs> food-wise. So I will, you know, make sure that there's always washed lettuce in, in a box, um, sliced cheeses in a box. Um, you know, there will always be a protein, whether it's grilled halloumi um, or meat or fish or whatever i'll make sure that there's a there's something you can throw a meal together that's already prepared it's just a matter of yeah. putting it on a plate um so that no one's tempted to you know snack while they're out or whatever if they are if they do get hungry. yeah 
Yeah. But our snacks would tend to be a handful of nuts. Yeah. Um, a slice of cheese. Yeah. So for Jackson for lunch, he's taking, um, he'll have a box of chopped up vegetables, box of mixed berries, because he can eat, although fruit obviously is quite a high carbohydrate. The um, berries aren't yeah. in small amounts. And from what I've heard, actually, which was interesting to me from what I've read, is that there's actually nothing you can't get that you get from fruit that you can't get from any vegetable. Yeah, that's except right. Except berries. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really handy because that's the one fruit that he can yeah. he actually can have. Yeah. Um, so he'll have a box of mixed berries and a, a box of, you know, chopped up cucumber and whatnot. Um, a big chunk of protein. You know, he's a he's a um, a very happy carnivore. He loves meat and meat. so I will always make sure he's got a big chunk of fatty meat. Um, I do sometimes make fat bombs, you know, just uh, with coconut oil, cacao, and um, shredded coconut, whatever I've sort of got, a yeah. um, bit of vanilla essence and stuff. So, you know, I do try and encourage him to have those yeah. um, if he's hungry as a snack. So, yeah, sort of, yeah, meat-heavy salads. Yeah. And, yes. Eggs? Um, so he's not a fan of eggs. Yeah. But I do make... There's a few things I make, um, like waffles and whatnot, that are so full of eggs. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't really know he's eating, eating eggs. Yeah. 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 So um, I'll try and get eggs into him that you know that way. I I make him a smoothie in the morning. Um, so that's where the banana is, and that's got um, raw eggs, um, as well as I do use a bit of protein powder. And you know LSA and coconut milk, and it's got quite a quite a yeah high um, fat content. High fat content. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Jackson actually lost weight also, which was alarming for the hospital. But I wasn't alarmed because I know what was coming out of his diet, and I know what's going into him. And yeah. It's really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know the weight that fell off was the you know the can of lemonade here and there and the McDonald's with his friends and you know all that was the weight that he lost he also now has sort of stopped losing any weight but he I mean he's very lean mm. but then we're all very lean now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but you know we've I know what's going into us all so I know we are and the way we all feel you know yeah everyone's feeling so much better yeah I mean for Jackson it's been night and day yeah so it's you know inspiring to yeah, so the yeah. results for, I mean, I mm-hmm. suppose immediately for Jackson yeah. was... The results for Jackson was night and day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we now, you know, really that for a type 1 diabetic, carbs are your enemy. Yeah. You know, they really are. It's, we, we view it now as an intolerance to carbohydrates. Yeah. Because if he's not eating carbohydrates or he's eating, you know, small amounts, so we, it means we're only giving small amounts of insulin. Um, so, and you get pretty good at, at sort of, you know, like um, we're giving him insulin for protein, obviously, because, you know, a certain amount of that will become glucose mm. um and that'll happen about an hour and a half after he eats so then we just give a little nudge of insulin then and that um you know pretty much keeps him in a really nice range so instead of you know blood sugars going he way can. up and way down and he's he's on this roller coaster now the blood sugars really sit and you know close to a normal person's range mm. and i you know i'm part of a um, online group of people 
um, mostly adults or parents of young children um, who are type 1 diabetic. And looking at their blood sugar graphs, it's, that's, it, it looks like yours or mine, you know, someone who doesn't. They manage it so well with yeah. absolutely no carbohydrates. Um, and yeah, I find, I find them really inspiring. I'm trying to get yeah. Jackson fully on board so we can get to that level. But we have no freaky highs now. I mean, before... I would say, I spent some nights, I just didn't go to bed. You know, I was yeah. getting up for, oh, I've been getting up for so long, every hour, half an hour, two hours, depending on what his blood sugar is doing. You know, I'm scared he's going to drop low or I'm trying to bring down a high. There were nights that just chasing sugar, you know, for mm. hours. I'd spend the entire night sitting on his bed, mm. checking his blood sugar levels, making sure that, you know, just trying to, Trying to, trying to bring mm, it down mm. um, and making sure that ketones weren't building up mm. while he was so high. It was, you know, quite, it's, it's a scary, scary disease when yeah. you're living on this roller coaster. Whereas yeah. I haven't sat up chasing one high since we've done this. Wow. Yeah, not one. We've, it's, he doesn't, you know, he'll have a, a reasonably high blood sugar and maybe a bad day he'll spike up to 12. But on a bad day before he'd spike up to 24. Wow. Yeah. And that could ha- you could chase that sugar for hours and hours before you could actually bring it back bring down. Bring it back down, yeah. So and that just doesn't happen now. And often those spikes actually, where he spikes up, are adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he'll be playing sport or yeah. something, and um, that's really difficult to manage those kinds of. Yeah. Um, of so it's induced by yeah, the exercise. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So um, it's not. It's very rare now that we have a spike. Brought on by food. Yeah, brought on by food. Wow, that is such good news. It really is. It's, it's, I just, you know, and now when I go to the hospital. Yeah, what's their reaction? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been interesting because they, um, they're very upset. The nurses are very upset. The dietitian's very upset. She's totally committed to her 130 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. Um, I did actually ask her. Wow, that's a lot of carbs. Yeah, I asked her where she got that from. Because yeah. I've, I've heard it and I've researched it and, and where it came from, and and she couldn't tell me. Uh, so I said, "Oh, I can tell you, <laughs> wow. and I can tell you what happened with the rest of that study, you know, and actually why the people who did the study said it was didn't not work. accurate. Five years down the track, they completely changed their tune, but um, but they just stuck on their dogma, mm. you know. They, that's what they learned, and that's what they keep repeating. So they actually were so upset at one stage." They pretty much demanded that we come into the hospital for a, a meeting with them. Oh, um, yeah, because you know Jackson's a growing boy, and um, and anyway, it was it was kind of it was pretty entertaining. He was in, Jackson was entertained, <laughs> so she was telling us how he needs 130 grams of carbohydrates a day to grow, and um and Jackson said. I'm six foot two. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said, yeah, how much growing do you, you kind of wanting him to, to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she, you know, it was a little bit about, well, he needs it for muscle growth and stuff. And I said, well, it's not really carbohydrates that's going to grow his muscles. You that's know, right. He's, he's eating a fair whack of protein and fat. And so I gave her, you know, I actually emailed her before we went into the meeting, seven days of eating, everything he'd eaten, I wrote it down. Yeah. Um, and I said, if you can argue with that, you know, yeah. then. And she really, she still wanted things like bigger amounts of milk. So, of course, we can have cream, but I'm not giving him milk as lactose. You know. Because of the sugar. Yeah, because how much sugar is in the lactose. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it, the, the endocrinologist just sort of was sitting listening to all of this. And then she looked at Jackson. She said, Jackson, how do you feel? 
And he said, I feel really good. She said, have you got enough energy? He said, yeah, I feel great. And she said, well, I'm looking at your blood sugar readings. And she said, to me, that's perfect. You can't get any better than that. <laughs> so she looked at us and just said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Wow. Um, and so after then, she dismissed the dietitians and the nurses. And, um, and she then asked further questions about what we were doing, why we were doing it. Thought it was absolutely fascinating. Said, wow, if you can get results like this by cutting out carbohydrates, it's something we need to look at. Yeah. Um, and so I gave, was able then to give her websites to research and people who are doing it to have absolutely normal blood sugar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's a matter of educating the educators as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, doctors, the thing is, is, you know, people get dietary advice from doctors. Doctors do not study nutrition. No, they don't. And so, you, you know, they, they really yeah. just spout facts that, and when, you know, every time I've challenged those sorts of facts, um, they can't tell me where they came from. Yeah. So it's not, they're not researching and keeping up with what's happening. This is what yeah. someone said somewhere down the track and they just, this is their, that's right. This is their line they spin. Yeah. So, um, it's been, even that's been a major learning curve for us is just yeah. not to, not to really listen to everything people say and just take it as as a fact and i now go home and (laughs) check out everything yeah yeah and then if there's science counter science on it then i i keep it all and i you know forward it on i'm not their favorite person no no (laughs) not a bad badge to have i don't think yeah oh that's amazing that's great news you've gone through the 10 weeks yeah Yeah. you all came to the end of 10 Mm. weeks Mm. and you said Mm. What are we going to do? Yeah, well, Jackson was the one who said, okay, it's been 10 weeks on the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, I said to him, you know, we pulled up his blood sugar, you know, we, I'd plugged in his blood glucose meter and we pulled up his blood sugars. And we compared blood sugars, not only blood sugars, but we compared the amount of insulin that he was having. Yeah. He's having less than a third of the insulin that he was having before we did yeah. this. Um, and so I was just going through all those stats with him and I said, why would we change? Yeah. You know, you feel great. You know, you look really healthy. His skin actually is a lot better than it was. Yeah. Um, he's just, and I said, and, and you're not having the emotions of this roller coaster. Um, and so he agreed to keep, keep on yeah and um so actually what i did was the next night we went out for dinner and there's quite a few restaurants that are great as far as a paleo option where they do a really good meat and they do really nice veggie options and there's no carbs so we found a few of those restaurants and we went to one and jackson um one of the meals came came with chips um and he said oh can i eat those i said go for it I said, eat them and bolus what you would normally, the bolus amount you would normally give yourself for that. Go, you know, knock yourself out. Anyway, he, we chased those fries. <laughs> oh. That was another one of those nights we were So I was pricking his finger all night. I was, you know, bolusing the pump. And that's a scary thing to do because when you stack those boluses up, suddenly you can just plummet into and go hypo mm. so you've really got to watch you know you've got to watch really carefully um but what was why i wanted to do it and what was good about it was he saw what happened what happened yeah and so for now for him he's like it's just not worth it yeah 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 um and so he's you know we've, we've had to compromise with a few things um i absolutely hate diet sodas with everything in me 
But when we're out and everyone's having a glass of wine or whatever, or something, yeah. then which is maybe once a month, you know, then he'll have a diet coke. Yeah. Um, because we can't, you know. Yeah. Seventeen. We've got yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're you're normal. You're yeah, human. Yeah, yeah, that's that right. And he's gonna, you know, when he socialises with gonna... friends, he'll take a a diet coke with him or a diet yeah. ginger beer or one of those diet drinks. Um, so it's not. I figure because everything else is so good, you know, we kind of have to give that little something somewhere. And hopefully, when he gets older, he'll, you know, sort of realise that that's yeah. not such a good idea. Either. Yeah. But um, so, but for Simon and Ella, they they both said, Do you know what, nothing tastes as good as I feel. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, both of them. Yeah. So for that reason, no, none of us want to change. We just, we just won't now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we all feel so good. Yeah. With, you know, that whole thing of kilo on, kilo off. Yeah. Two kilos on, half a kilo off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this this constant roller coaster of weight and whatnot. Yeah. Um, we're enjoying not having that, yeah. you know. We're we're enjoying all the energy. Um, we're really obviously we're really enjoying watching Jackson be so feel so healthy. Yeah. Um and yeah, just I mean everything, like I was just saying to you before, my nails, they're not splitting and broken for the first time in my entire life. Yeah. Um, you know, skin, everything just feels so, so much better. Yeah. Um that there just would be no reason to go back. Yeah. And the, 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 you know, the enjoyment of eating a meal and just feeling fine after it, not like, oh, I need to yeah. lie down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to sleep. I need a nap. Yeah. Um, so, and we've done, we have done one of those meals. Someone gave us a, um, a voucher for icebergs, Simon and I. So we went for lunch. One day, and we just decided that um, why don't we eat what we would normally eat? So it was a little bit experimental, but um, and we just thought we, you know, it's not going to hurt. We'll just, you know, do whatever. Anyway, we really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. While we were there, we we're like, this doesn't taste as good as I remember it tasting. Yeah. And then when we got home, we just wanted to sleep. We we're both like, oh, this feels Food horrible. Yeah. This feels yeah. really horrible. You get so used to not having, yeah. you know. And so, um, no, there's, we won't, none of us. And, and you know, Ella, who's 19, um, is going out with friends all the time for meals and whatnot. She just is not at all interested in, in changing how she's eating. She really, I mean, she bakes, she loves baking, so she's relearning, you know, to bake things that... Um, don't have flour. Don't have flour. And no sugar. No sugar. We've tried using some sweeteners, but actually, um, like, she made these amazing little cheesecakes the other day cause she was mm. going out for a, to someone's place, and they said, can you bring a dessert? So she made these little cheesecakes... Um, and she did, she only put a, not even half of the suggested sort of sugar substitute in it. Um, but we decided after tasting them that it actually didn't need any. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she said everyone said they were yum and ate them. She said, and I, I knew I was doing them a favor. They already had one gram of carb. That's right. <laughs> for dessert. <laughs> That's right. Um, and yeah. so she's kind of been experimenting more with baking, you know, obviously using almond meal and coconut flour and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because she still has, she likes the idea of a dessert store. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I think for, for them, as long as they can have treats here and there. See, fortunately for Jackson, 
He's not a big dessert. He's never been a big cake person. Yeah. But he's been a big ice cream person. Oh, okay. So um, now, often in the evening, he'll whip himself some cream, either dairy or coconut, and he'll put vanilla essence in it and have it with berries. Mm. And he's really content with that. Um, and he that actually is to have that fat late at night actually is really beneficial yeah. for his body overnight. Yeah. <laughs> it really is keeps him stable. So I've just I've always got coconut cream and cream ready to go because mm. um, it really really stabilizes you know the night. Mm. Um, but he um, you know Simon actually used to go looking every night. He's got the biggest sweet tooth I've ever mm. met. Actually, he'd always go looking for some chocolate at night. Um, and even though now I've still got some some chocolate in the cupboard, it's you know seventy five percent. He, I just said to him the other day, do you notice you actually haven't? There's still a bar of chocolate there, and you haven't even thought about it. Mm. So that whole mental thing has mm. changed. Yeah, um, where you're not really thinking about I want something sweet. Your body's not demanding something sweet, and now even his brain has stopped reminding him that. Yeah, maybe <laughs> right. you go to the cupboard at the end of the night yeah. and you have that piece of chocolate. Yeah, and now there's chocolate sitting there that just hasn't been eaten. Yeah, yeah. So I think now that we've broken those mental addictions, as you know, as well as the physiological cravings, um, there'd just be no point in going back. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing in us wants to do that. Yeah. So that was why what brought on this, the big pantry clean that I did. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, it's like really now even if someone's staying with us actually who asked for a teaspoon of sugar for her tea this morning. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, there's no sugar in the house. Wow. Um, but then Ella reminded me in the back of the tea drawer there is some sugar cubes. Oh, okay. So um, we found that for her. But, yeah, it was like, oh, gosh, I forgot about things like that. Yeah, when people yeah. come, <laughs> yeah, some yeah. people do like sugar in their tea. That's I right. need to be, think hospitably. But, um, yeah, we really got rid of everything. Wow. Wow. Pantry was quite bare. Lots of nuts. Yeah, lots of nuts. So finally, what do you, if someone came to you and said, Amanda, I want to give this a go, what would you recommend or what would you suggest? Yeah. How they go about it or? Um, I mean, I, I would, I would suggest that people go all out because you won't feel the benefits, um, unless you just absolutely quit all sugar. Yeah. Fruit. You know, carbohydrates of every sort of description. Actually, go into a ketogenic, like go that hardcore. Mm. You're gonna mm. <laughs> actually go into that phase because I think that, um, as as I said earlier, even though you feel like you're actually about to die, mm. um, you it's not long before you feel the benefits of the lucidity and the you know, the lack of tiredness mm. and the hunger decrease and all those kinds of things, it becomes very self-motivating, I think. So mm. I would suggest people be intentional, give it, you know, give it at least eight weeks. Mm. Um, and, you know, if it's easier to follow someone like Sarah Wilson, Wilson's program and, mm. and menu, if you're that kind of person. Um, but I actually kind of, I was going to say enjoyed the challenge. Um, I guess I hated it and enjoyed it at the same time, the challenge of having to relearn to cook all the mm. different things. But mm. for people who like, you know, like being in the kitchen, it is kind of a, you know, to make something still taste look mm. um, interesting. I think that, um, you know, it's it's worth going mm. hard, going hard, because I don't think you could really do it otherwise. Yeah. 
Yeah, you wouldn't, and you the wouldn't feel the benefits. Yeah. yeah, so it would be a mental. It would be a mental decision without really feeling the benefits. So, yeah. um, and I know friends who have really wanted to do it, but it's ended up being high fat, high carb, and they just end up being really <laughs> oh, right. putting on more weight and feeling yeah. worse. So you have to pick one or the other. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, just add tons of fat and stuff to your and, diet and still and, eat and, the carb. Yeah, still eat the carb. Yeah. Um, and so, you, yeah, you kind of have to. I would suggest go hard. Go hard, make it um, worthwhile. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. So thank you. No going back. No, thank you. And actually, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely handy knowing. And you know, it's. I think one of the other things actually I would suggest is join a community somehow. Mm. who are already doing it um for me i've got an online community on facebook um of type 1 diabetics who 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 are really hardcore and i'm always encouraged and inspired they often put their own cooking ideas okay up, you mm. know things they've made or photos of food that they've made and i'm oh that's a good idea or um someone will say like yesterday of course was Super Bowl. I've got twenty people coming to my house. What can I make? Wow! Um, that's you know low carb, mm. high fat that everyone's going to enjoy and not realise that. You know, yeah, not yeah. Um, so it, it it really helps to belong to something, and there's a plethora of stuff to to yeah. choose from, um, or you know, call on friends who know a bit about it. Like Kerry, you get the occasional. <laughs> photograph of yeah, the back of, of, the label. of the label we going is this going to kill us yeah. <laughs> um, but it really helps you know I yeah. think, you know what does this mean it's oh no this looks high you know this has got high carbs yeah but how much fiber is that uh, is in the carbohydrate you know just yeah, yeah, all those right. kinds of things yeah um it, so i think you set yourself up for success yeah 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 put yourself in a community Make sure there's always enough of the right food in the fridge. Um, get rid of the quick alternatives that are in the house. Um, have something, you know, have a bag of nuts with you if you're out and about and you get peckish, you know. Make sure there's something that, or actually a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but I do sometimes have a jar of cashew butter, a jar of peanut butter, and I'll just have a teaspoon of that. And your favorite brand? Um, it's the, oh, I don't know how you say it. It's a Kiwi brand. It's oh. C-E-R-E-S. Is that what it is? C-E-R-E-S, is it? C-E-R-E-S, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I like the Pix peanut butter. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> I just discovered that the other day. It's very nice. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think make sure you've got some things on hand. So yeah. You set yourself up to succeed in it um, by having enough of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe pre-make a bit of bit of stuff that's sitting in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. good. Yeah, thank no, you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Thoughtful Bites. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us on Facebook or read more of my articles at coconutoilpost.com. dot